Hello, listener. Thanks for tuning into the Future Foundations podcast. Today, I'm here with Ericos, a budding DJ and a new member of the music community. I met him when I was a student at Northern Illinois University, and I noticed that his influence online has been growing pretty rapidly. So I wanted to sit down with him and talk a little bit about how he got where he got and what he has planned next. Eric, you want to take it away? Tell us a little bit about how you started becoming Ericos. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, uh, James. So the name Ericos, my, my actual name is Eric. So um, I just added OS to it for a stage name, which sounded really cool. People really thought it's a real name, which is not. It was created. Um, but as far as how things begin, well, I'm a uh, I'm an artist. I used to go by a rapper, but now I'm an artist, meaning rappers don't make different type of music they just rap and then I'm an artist meaning I do all type of music Afrobeat, um, country R&B rap all that anything that sounds good that's my whole thing good music is its own genre I'll, I'll say so that's how I look at it as far as how the whole Ericos thing began I was a uh, I used to play piano at church that's how I started so one day I was just playing around with the piano and I made a beat and I'm like oh okay if I can make a beat what's stopping me from making the whole song yeah that's how the whole thing started in a nutshell I love that it's kind of a feeling of discovery you know you start with like you've got the beat and then you just need to add a hook onto it and then you just start layering other things and you I mean I'm not gifted with the ear I can't just look at it hear it once and go that sounds right but for the people that have that talent, man, it's a whole different world to break into. I guess I want to ask, since that's a, you know something innate, how would you kind of categorize the influences on you in your music? Obviously, part of it seems to have come from within, where you just try and, and figure things out. But were there a few big influences out there that you try to sound closer to, or people you're like, ooh, I like that, I'm going to use something similar? Okay, um, to that, I can name a few people as far as like different genre. Um, Drake is a great influence, meaning this guy have it, man. He got the ear. Nobody, I'll say, beside hating, nobody on this planet can just say, oh, this man is absolutely garbage. It's not true. He really got it. He can do it. Up, down, left, right. This man, he he be killing it. Uh, He's a great influence. He make good music. I like what you said there, too, because he does receive hate. You're right. I've seen all the memes right now about him in 21 going around. Can you do something for me? That kind of thing. But I think it's a good thing, though, because when you're on that level, any promotion is good promotion because it's better that they talk about your album in either the good or the bad way or you have a backlash controversy around your name is way better than people are like what he put out an album that they don't know about which is bad so i think it's a great thing they're making a whole gay funny videos about it <laughs> can you right do- and it kind of it takes people who would only be listening to drake before and it gets them interested in okay well what what does 21 bring to his music that he doesn't have so they listen right. to that collab and then they go well i liked what 21 brought Let's see about some of these 21 Savage albums. See how they play. Yep. I think yeah. it's a great, I think it's a great collab album. Uh 21 Savage is more known for like that guy. Like he really about what he say as far as like the whole um how the whole gang life goes. He, everybody know he's about that life. But Drake looks a little uh, He's a certified so, lover boy. Yeah, we all certified know. Certified lover boy. So those <laughs> two together bring something new to the table, I say. 
Romantic with an edge is kind of what it sounds like they're going for. So you're yeah. big on Drake. Who else, man? I'm big on Drake. I'm big on uh I don't know if you heard of him, but his name is Barna Boy Whiskey Davido. They're they're more like a Nigerian artist. They're okay. Very, very talented people. Um influenced by Nigerians, South Africans. I'm a little bit influenced by the Spanish community too. Uh J Balvin, he got it. That guy, oof, his album is on the top of the chart. He's making crazy amount of moves. He's he's doing well. Um, okay. So do you sample or or do you like dissect the music that they make and their beats to try and imitate it? Or do you look for what they're doing and try and synthesize something new off of it? How do they impact the way you make the music other than just loving the sound? Well, they can impact in different ways. Um, like you said, um, the music itself, it's not what they're doing. It's not completely new either meaning they were influenced. Nobody was born to just, you know, create something out of scratch. Well, people do right. do it, but the greats that live before us have done it all, man. Like mm-hmm. the, the chords, how they go. If if you listen closely to a lot of songs, you can see a lot of similarity. But but like you say, you have to have like that ear to like sense out, okay, this piano is going like, uh, uh, uh. Same thing with this song, same thing with this song. So you can mm-hmm. just... But more things that I learned from those greats is like, okay, how do they structure their song? You see like, okay, some people go hook first. Some people go verse first Mm -hmm. and things like that. So you look at it and you pick things that you like out of it, if it makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. I feel like I'm hardwired when I, because I've tried to write music before. I'm hardwired to want to do intro verse verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus fade out like i'm hardwired to it and and i i try to mix things up but it's what my brain defaults to for a song structure and so it sounds like and you can correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like you're going to these artists to look for different structures than what you're hardwired for so that you can purposefully put a new angle on it and make your music more well-rounded that is true that is true uh you can always uh learn new things from other people and i believe those people i'm naming they're still learning so absolutely how the whole music thing goes sure so i want to be correct on this because i know we don't chat too often but you're you're what 21 22 right now i am 22 you got it yeah okay so you're 22 and you've already got six singles i want to say i know you've got a whole ep out there i did my homework um but like, how do you uh, how do you go about doing that? I, I know that sounds a little bit general, but like for my recording, let's say I've just got um, a microphone connected to my computer and, you know, my computer's built in camera. I don't have a huge studio set up right now because I'm not big or anything, but it took me years just to kind of slowly put together these few things. To, so even like, make the, to even make in your head that you really want to do it. Right, exactly. So like, how did you just kind of figure out the parts you would need to get started? What items did you go? This is my beginner, you know, the, the meme from like 2016, the starter kit for making your own music. Yes, yes. Um, I see where you're coming from. Um, as far as how I went about it, like I mentioned, um, how I started making beats, right? Yeah, you had your piano. There's a, a application on iPhones that's called GarageBand. Sure. They have some mini things in it. So one of the things I tried after making beat on the piano first, I made it on the phone. So it gives you options to add drums, pianos, different uh, horn 
flutes, all that to make the beat more rounded to some a little more professional. So I would say it was a iPhone and a headphone at first. And then and then I I made a big move. I invested into a, a Mac, MacBook Pro. Okay. Yes, that was in 2018, I would say. So what happened is I bought I bought a computer at Walmart. I think it was like 400 and then this computer wouldn't work, man. So slow. And then I returned it. They told me that uh, my days was over, something like that. So they didn't refund me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not buying no computer under $500 no more. So I went and bought a MacBook Pro, which was at the time... Twelve hundred on thirteen. Twenty eighteen. That sounds about right. Still in the yes. twelve to fifteen kind of. Yeah. So when I bought it, I bought it for school and music at the same time. Because if if it was only for school, I wouldn't look for that high end at that True. age that I was. So so when I bought it, I bought it and I went on to Amazon. Obviously, I didn't know what I was doing, but I bought a, a cheaper microphone at the time. Okay. And then when rec- while recording music, you can't just plug the microphone into your computer. It will sound very low quality. So there is a different interface you got to buy. Mm-hmm. So it goes from the mic to the interface to the computer. So that's how I started. And then I started tweaking my own voice, mixings and all that. I learned everything on YouTube. I, re- I repeat, YouTube got everything you want to do. Like I literally went on YouTube. How do I do this? I put the microphone name in there. How do I connect it to this um, application? All that. So YouTube really helped me through the beginning stage because the beginning stage, you don't know what you're doing. Meaning, even if you go to a professional studio, you look stupid. These mm. people expect some, you know, some kind of level out of you. That makes That's, sense. Yeah. And so then, well, if you're saving up for these things, like you said, you had to make sure that it was a, you know, something you could have dual use on. You know, you're using this computer for school and for music. Were there sacrifices you had to make along the way? Yes. Stuff that you were like, I got to choose. I love doing this, but I love the music more. So I'm going to choose to not spend the money, not spend the time maybe on this thing that I love so that I can make this dream happen over here. Yes. And then um, I wanted to add a little bit to that. As far as those sacrifices, they don't feel as bad or as bad as they sound as far as sacrifices because you're sacrificing something less valuable to something you're really passionate about so it really weights each other out it's an exchange yeah it's a change i'll say yes so yes there there was uh, a lot of sacrifices along along the way like okay you can't spend money on this you gotta cut you know you gotta cut a little bit eating out too much to save some money for something else if it makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah it does So aside from Subbulisa, which just came out, and we'll talk about that in a in a minute here, because I'm excited to to hear your takes on that. Aside from that, what of the songs that you've put out would you say is your favorite one? The one that everybody's got to go listen to. One of my favorite songs. I do have a lot. Dude, they're I, decent, I, man. I'm I'm happy with them. Like they've been added to I'll my. Go, anyway. I'll go. With, I'll go with two. Okay. The first one is Shawty Right For Me was my first song. It was my not my first first song because my early songs are not even online no more. It was so low quality. But that was my first song I shot a music video to. That was the first song I ever made when I bought my computer. It's called Shawty Right For Me. If you go all the way on the bottom of my YouTube page or everywhere, it's on every platform, actually. 
it's um it's called Shardy Right for me. And then it's it went crazy, man. It went crazy. And then after that, I'll say felony. It's called felony. That one song is very is very important. That's from, I just like the as far as how, how the hook, the beat, everything came together. I like those two songs a lot. It felt right. And then, you know, it wasn't anything forced. There's difference between making songs that are forced or that are too structured and then mm-hmm. songs that came naturally. Well, and see, that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. I would sit down and I would try and make a song happen. But for some people, this is what makes you an artist. Sometimes it flows from you. And so that yeah. inspiration, that spark is a different, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it either, but it's just different. Like some people, they will be like, okay, I have to write this, 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 this has to go with this. Me, you can just play a random beat now and you're like, how in the world did this man just came up with a decent hook? Or it's because me, how I go about making songs is more like, okay, what am I feeling? What is the beat telling me? Some beat or that? Mm. Okay. Okay, if it's a sad beat, I can't make a happy song on it. It's not possible. My brain just automatically shifts to what the beat is bringing yep. to. And that's uh, that's interesting that you say that. So there's an artist out there, totally different genre entirely. Have you ever heard of a guy called, uh, he goes by Passenger? He he had a few like pop 40 kind of hits in, in like 2015 or so also. He did like, the only miss the light when it starts to snow. That yes, kind of yes, yeah. yes. So that got all his songs. They sound so happy and upbeat with the exception of a couple. But his messages are always so sad like that. And yeah. so it's he he kind of is hardwired in that different way, just like we were yes. talking about before. And I wanted to bring that up. Because you only need it. Anyway, shout out to Passenger. That song is fire. I like it. <laughs> Not to steal the, the spotlight from you. All right. <laughs> but let's talk about the most recent release that got me onto uh onto getting you on here, man. Talk about Summer Lisa. Tell me about I mean, really what what drove you behind making that, like you were saying, the the emotion that you were feeling when you started it and how it kind of came together. So the song you're talking about Sogbo Lisa, right? So yes. Good. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce very well. I'm, Try it, man. Try it once. So it's Sogbolisa. Yes, Sogbolisa. You got it. So what what drove me to that whole song is um so there's a trend going on in Africa because I really keep up with every chart, meaning I know what songs are doing numbers in Nigeria. I know what songs are doing numbers when it comes to Africa as a whole. I know what songs that are killing it when it comes to the rap chart, all that. I keep track just because some of them are well, not organic, but some of them are actually good songs. So it just gives you more insight. So that song, how it came about is there is a song, there's a whole trend going on in South Africa. There's a new type of rhythm, new beat. It's called I'm a piano. So it's it's different from what they've been making. So it's new, and then everybody's just making songs on that type of beat. And I'm like, okay, um, I think I can I can do something with it. So I found a beat similar online. And then um, I sent it to my beat maker. I needed something just like that, just for uh, copyright reasons and things like that. Because yeah, if you if you just use it online beat, you're not you're in trouble. You have to <laughs> remix it enough that it came from you. Sure. Yes, yes, it's gonna cause a lot of trouble and down the line. So I send it to my beat maker. He made me something. So that's how I came about the whole song. Since the beat was a little 
a little happy, a little upbeat. That's why I can I can go in what it really means. Because Sokbolisa actually is a is a name for God. Okay. And I, I looked into it a little bit online and I saw divinity come up a lot. So talk yeah. more about like, cause I, I apologize. I only speak English. You know, I, I didn't catch all of what's in the song. Oh. Itself. If you want to <laughs> talk about the message of the song. Don't apologize now. Well, uh, so I speak, I spoke three languages in that song. I, okay. I spoke uh, a way French and then English because the English part was like, they want to see me sick, me no get sick and all that. Basically, it's like, okay, um, the whole theme of the song is I came from somewhere and then now God is doing great things in my life. And then, well, the haters still keeping track. Like, how is it doing good? Things like this, like how, you know, and it's it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit about me thanking God, giving him his place. And at the same time, telling the people that it, it wasn't me. God chose me. Like God is mm. telling me that okay, this is your time. You should shine. And then all all the hate or anything that will come after that, it's not gonna work on me. That's all I'm saying. Sure. You know? So like you were talking about with it being upbeat, you have to make it a happier song. You well, kind of not, it's a celebration, not just of where you've come from, but where God's taking you. Yes, yes. Not okay. really. Yes, yes, you got it. Perfect. Awesome. All right, so I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about kind of the back end of it a little bit, the the online and the business side of it for a little while now. I, I really appreciate the insights to the music because that's something unique that only you can bring to the table on here. Okay, so on the technical side of things, do you want to go over real quick the numbers that you have for your social media right now? I don't want to misquote how they are. And and then you can kind of, uh, yeah, if you point out where, where your following is coming from, I'll ask follow-up questions based on that. Um, I think on on Facebook, I have about 3,000-something. On Instagram, it should be around 1,900-ish followers. Um, where else? TikTok. TikTok is a – I have about 90,000. Uh, on YouTube, I think it's about 30,000. So where they come from? Well, on Facebook, I would say it's more like, okay, people that like my music and then my friends, how it really starts because everybody got Facebook and Instagram, just sure. from family. And then plus the people that meet you online, people that just like your product, what you bring and all that. Yeah. So it sounds like the majority of your following comes from that online watching it on YouTube. And you said that's where your rapping started out back in the day. So it makes sense that it naturally generated from there. But then you said you've got something like 90,000 followers on TikTok, man. That's that's crazy, you know? I mean, I I, uh, I had a TikTok at one point, and I think I had six. So so talk about that. Like, was what did it feel like when that blew up for you? Well, at first it felt unreal. And then later I understand why people like the really famous they're not only on TikTok like that. They're like millions of followers and it's on all their platform. I understand why they don't answer. I understand the frustration and I understand where they come from. It's like different when you're in that position than to just see it and be like, oh yeah, it's that's how it happened. No, no, no. It's different when you really see because I go on TikTok, I reload it and there's notifications still coming mm-hmm. and you like, 
what? So people don't sleep. They just under your comments saying shit. It's crazy. And then it just keep coming, keep coming. And then um it's it's really interesting. But as far as the TikTok, it's just um I was making like funny videos. I think people are a little a lot interested in that. And I react to like, okay, music, give my opinion and things like mm-hmm. that. So you kind of built a personality around you as the artist interacting with like what's happening online so that people see you as a person tied to you as the artist and then they want to get to know more that's that what is, i'm hearing yes people uh it's more like a personality thing there and then people that are trying to dig deep now they figure out oh he's an artist too because if you can connect your instagram your youtube to your tiktok so people that just watch the video they just scroll mm-hmm. back and they don't care as much. But people that are like, okay, this person got some vibe going on. And you go to the page. Now you can find more product. And so you don't start with advertising. You start with more like PR or outreach. Like like just putting you out there instead of putting yes. your product out there. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because, because, you know, it goes to everybody. If if now you yourself, you're you're just trying to sell me something, quote unquote, or like by all means, I have to take something or buy something from you. It seems more force. It seems more non-organic. So mm-hmm. like if you're just yourself and then people decide like, okay, they want to check it out. Cool. But I feel like me going on TikTok and like, you know what? I have a song. They've heard it already. A lot of people are doing it. They're like, oh, okay, another rapper, another song, cloud rapper. Okay. <laughs> do you put a pitch or like a call to action even in your posts? Or do you just do your commentary? Do you just do your interaction with the other person and then just let it all come to you? I really used to just do my interaction. Now I'm trying to change the direction a little bit to like give more. You want to introduce a little bit of the, hey, come check me out? Yes, I want to introduce a little bit more of my product, what I'm bringing to the table and things like that, because people don't know. If they don't know, how would they check it out? You know, a lot of people, it's not about like they don't want to check it out. It's like, okay, you can be the best interviewer, James. But if nobody knows about your platform, nobody give a fuck. <laughs> That's right, exactly. The truth. That is the truth. So it's, um, you know, Nike might not be the best um company for apparel stuff but they're the one we know somebody might be making the best product but nobody know about you just sell it to your family you and your family can enjoy it we don't care mm-hmm. so the marketing it's very very important marketing is very very uh crucial but there's a balance to it you just got to figure out your balance and then go through right now i'm still trying to like find that balance trying to sell myself better and things like that Mm -hmm. so on youtube you know how they have for creators that like a top 10 videos yes i've heard and i i'm i'm speaking with no experience here on this just watching videos of people talking about it i've heard that that metric is absolutely frustrating for people because it doesn't give insight on like what what about it is making it work or not work so with that in mind my question for you is are there things that you do track specifically in what you put out there to see what's working and what's not working like so in business they call them kpis key performance indicators are mm-hmm. there any things that you are watching to go this is my target that i want to increase it to 
And if it's not there on time, I'm not doing my job right for myself. Well, as far as things that I'm tracking for is um, yeah. the, the the content itself, you know, there is different time for different things, which kind of can sound a little uh, vague. But what I mean by that is what is the people consuming right now? You know, right now, if you go on YouTube and you just go on top 10 music, it's it's probably, I can assure you, there is a pop song in there that's very catchy. There is a a drill song, a drill beat, New York drill, things sure. like that. Or you might find an Afro beat in there. But you just, as far as like things that specifically put them there, it's hard to say. YouTube doesn't even mention it. I think it's more about the relevance of the person, the artist. That's mm. what puts you there. That's what I think. But that might not be true. Well, but I think there has to be some truth to it because anybody can just be trending on YouTube. Right. It's, it's where's that momentum come from? And then once yeah. you have it, it keeps building. Yes. I'm with you. Okay. And then you already mentioned that you track the charts in Africa, in well, South Africa and Nigeria, that kind of area. So you can see, is it is it from like a competition standpoint or is it more, I would say, collaboration? Which one do you think is it more? Are you trying to, to rise up or just be with him? Okay, the chart itself makes it like a competition because somebody's yeah. number one. So <laughs> the well, it's easier. It's easy to track. So you, I don't know if you use Spotify or Apple Music, but I use Apple Music. If you go on charts, you can just switch countries. Everything is on there, so it's easier to track like that. But as far as competition, I'm not competing with them. I do want to work with them because they're very talented. But as far as the chart itself go, it looks like a competition, and who wouldn't want to be number one? Right. Just, Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a little bit of both. Is that fair to say? A little bit of both, yes. <laughs> and then, so while I was doing my homework, I noticed you've been doing giveaways lately. So I'm not here to promote the giveaway itself. I'm not trying to like get people to go and talk about whatever the current one is because I don't want to be like timely with it. Um, but do you want to talk about uh, the impact those have had? Do those work? Have they uh, been successful for you? Is it something that you think you're going to keep doing? Just like, I want to hear about the trial and error of it, you know? How are you learning? What are you doing to to grow your understanding of the business of it? Well, as far as the giveaways, I think they're a great way to involve people that support you. Mm. Okay. I can pay, I can pay uh, $200 or $150 to uh, a rising star or somebody on TikTok to just promote my song dance on it sure please or i can just send it to a page on instagram that has a lot of more following than me to promote it but those people gonna see it their audience is gonna see it but technically they don't care they don't care as much you're putting light on it but they don't care meaning like okay if i'm following james for white james post i don't care if james posts uh some random guy thinks it oh go check it out i don't have enough attachment to that guy that i have with you if it makes sense okay but it do work it do work sometimes but the reason why that ties into the whole giveaway thing is if i say okay i know people that support my music is gonna make videos on my song they send it to me anyways mm-hmm. but if now put a reinforcement in it meaning i care okay if you guys make this and whoever got the most like or whoever got mm. the most you get a giveaway from me. Okay. So 
so again, correct me if I'm wrong, so I'm trying to make sure I understand this stuff. Um, what you're saying is the two kind of theories are one, you pay for a promotion to reach a bunch of people that don't know you yet. And then they, some percentage of them are going to listen to it. And so you've paid the money upfront for the chance at that. And then the other way is you're engaging with people who already follow you and you're saying engage a little bit more. And not only will that help with like the algorithm because more people are touching on your thing, making new uh, videos about it, et cetera. But also you can give less money out after the fact. That That is true. But yeah, that's not, that's what I'm not, hearing. Not not necessarily less money, but well, sure, it's, sure. More, it's more like, okay, the money that you're going to spend on promotion. What if you just give it to your, your supporters that uh-huh. will promote you organically? Yeah, that's... And so it's somebody who's and then the result is in a way guaranteed because they've already built that promotion for you by doing the if they don't follow you already, they follow you now. If no, they no. like yeah. it already, they like it now. They shared it. They made their own video. They've created more of a, a presence around your music. And then, right. of course, you're willing to give away to them because that's like it's guaranteed that they've already given you something in results and results in engagement instead of paying for the chance, like you were saying for like paid promotion. So it's very cool to see the that difference. Is true. That is true. And one thing I wanted to make clear too is no no promotion or none of that is really promise. Yes. Right. Because, you know, one thing I've learned the hard way, I want to say here for people that are in either music or they want influence, model, and things like that. I really thought if you have, you know, a big cosign or let's say drink, tweeting my song you know it will bring some uh engagement like exposure would mean don't don't get it don't get it mixed up it will bring some exposure but that doesn't determine if you're gonna blow up or you're gonna make it mm-hmm. if it makes sense i've seen i've seen big artists post some little artists and they're nowhere to be found five years later it's because you yourself you have to understand that you have to be the best thing Okay, let me just put it like this. If I wasn't Ericos, right, would I listen to Ericos? That's the question I go with. Okay. So I right. To. So for me, if I wasn't running the Future Foundations podcast, would I be a follower listening to the Future Foundations podcast? That question is so deep, man, if you think about it. Meaning I have a great taste in music. Meaning if that's that's what makes me criticize myself a lot. That's why I believe everything. Yeah. I, would everything you trust I, your leadership? It's kind right. of like, yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. So Ooh, that's yes. a mind game, man. That is a mind game. But if you put yourself Ooh. in a spot like that, you keep yourself in check. Meaning, why can I go to the studio? Why can I go to the studio and just say some stupid things or make a song that's not even on beat? It's not okay. possible. No, if I'm not myself, I'm not going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I go with, too. Okay. Under this larger bubble of like driving online engagement without you know selling out at the same time do you see that like your streaming numbers how how do they correlate to your online engagement with like tiktok so do you see ninety thousand people obviously following you would you say that thirty thousand closer to the youtube amount is really like a a more average amount to expect or do you see that like the numbers are rising in comparison i'm just curious how you track that well, how I track it most of the time is I track it through YouTube, but there is a better way, of course, to track it. 
But I noticed that if I put out a song or a snippet that people really resonate with or people really like, I see that the the numbers jump on Instagram, they jump on Facebook, and they jump on my Snapchat and other platforms. But as as far as like how they correlate is different because I wouldn't say people from TikTok necessarily listening to my music, mm. but I can assure you, but people from my Instagram and Facebook are checking it out. Your TikTok. Yes. Mm-hmm. TikTok is more like, like we said before, I'm selling a personality there. Mm-hmm. They're not technically there for my music. I need to change it now to, okay, expose them to my music, what they're missing out on and things like that. And so that's kind of the stage where you're at is taking the following of your personality and you're starting to blend that in there of the, hey, now here's something you can consume that's completely original to you, not just how you react to life. Yes, which which is taking me a little more time than I expected. But yeah, you know, it's a student life. I have five classes. Yeah, you've got priorities, man. I've seen I'm it. I'm working part-time, you know, I'm in a studio making music. So it's like, okay, I have to find a different time to look good, new office, and make videos on TikTok. You know, it's it's a lot going on. So I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I have to. <laughs> I don't wanna take too much more of your time because you've already, I know, been here a little bit longer than you planned. And I really do appreciate it. I want to talk about the money side of it just a little bit, since this podcast primarily is for people who want to understand how to make money doing whatever they do. Um, You talked about how you saved up for the basic equipment you use, but then you do spend time in the studio. Do you bill for the studio where you pay up front for like a set amount of time? Do you instead uh, bill with the producer based on like finished product and how much time he puts into it? Do you, how do you go about uh, paying for the creation of the end product itself? And then how do you make money come in? Do you get money from your streaming online? Sure, answer yes. Um, but sure. to emphasize on that more, uh, okay. I have a studio, home studio. And okay, I have perfect. Different variety of studios as well. But now the studios that I go to is only one really. Uh, it's because, you know, if you're aiming far, right? When you're aiming for, whether it's in business, finance, or all that, you have to take the step. What are the greats doing? You know, I cannot just make songs in my room and expect it to be at a quality of somebody that's leading the chart. It's not possible. We have to be realistic here. It's okay to have hopes. It's okay to believe in yourself, but you have to be realistic at the same time because, I mean, we're both in business, so we know how it go. We don't go in with feelings. We go in with facts and turn it into finished product. Uh-huh. You can't you can't say you want to make wine and you're just going to the market and buying lettuce. What are you gonna do with it? You know things like yeah. that. You can't but, buy. But, I was gonna say can't just leave a gallon of grape juice in the garage for a year. Right, I wouldn't do the same thing. Right. So so to 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 make more sense out of what I'm trying to say is yes, I do make money off of my streaming platform. How do I make money as far as the money side? You know. When people are seeing, okay, this man has high quality videos on his YouTube, you know, these videos, people know how much it costs around, you know, people that are interested in music, people that have platforms. I have people that have reached out to me. Actually, yeah, it was last summer, last summer, right after that semester. And I think that's when you were graduating last summer. Yeah, I, I graduated in May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So around that time. Boom, people know that, okay, Eric is in school, but Eric's, it has to turn into Eric's now. Eric is the student, Eric's is the artist. So now they're reaching out. I had like four four offers to come perform cool. and they're paid, you know, but at the same time, I have to look at my calendar. Even right now, some of them, 
I have to push out because I have other things going on, you know, but so you're I telling and, them, you're going, the answer is not no. The answer is not now. The answer is not now. Or the answer is if we can tweak the time. Mm. So it's never no, because obviously I'm selling and I don't want to come off like, okay, I don't need you. No, 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 no. I do need it. Every coin of it. But, you know, at the same time, you have pri- priorities, you have other things going on. Last summer, yes, I did get booked for uh, a fashion show. Cool. Yes. And the guy called me, January guy, he he offered me his offer. I, I said my offer. We we narrowed it down. We came to an agreement. He was gonna pay for my trip there. All that they I I was fed. Give me food. They gave me free shirts. It's a fashion show, but mm-hmm. they were selling it for I think fifty dollar t shirts, forty five. All that they gave me a couple shirts. They you know they connect me i network with other people some other people got my number that's really cool they love my songs how can they reach me people went check out my music meaning i'm performing in iowa where i don't live and then it's like okay i'm meeting more people i'm paid and then everybody's just genuine and then actually i do have the video that i'm talking about right now i do have the performance on my instagram okay on my and on my tiktok I, I believe you you probably seen it on my Instagram, but it was a performance oh, video. Um, it everything went well, and then I, I was pretty happy with it. Some some people invited me to a graduation performance because you know the people around my age they love my music, they do want to help me, but they don't know how, and they're trying to get me to come perform at the graduation mm-hmm. parties, things like that. But it depends because I have things going on too. So mm-hmm. all that I just look at it as a whole and take what I can take, um, you know, minimum input with a maximum output. I think my oh, coach. Yeah, no, I love out. it. And I bet, <laughs> I bet that feeling you're like, if I can get paid a couple grand to go and be flown out there and get all the nice swag, like, <laughs> it makes you a little bit less likely, a little bit less to take yeah. on the, the $50 gig, you know, right. cause you're like, well, you want me to spend $30 on gas. You might give me free drinks for the night, but like, I'm going to break out of there with, you know, exposure. And you're like, yes. I got to be a little bit more, not stingy, but almost, I think the word is shrewd where you're like careful, but it's okay. on a business level. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You have to, you have to be very clever when it comes to things like that, because I am technically my own manager at, at this time, this being recorded. I do have people helping me, my team mm-hmm. behind me, but when it comes to the decision, when does this song has to be online? There's things like this. When the money going in, it's my own money, you know, things like that. So I have to be careful the amount that people are offering me. Heavy as of, the head, man. Yeah, as of lately, back before these these moment, I'll say my music. If I would collab with somebody, it's free. I just look into like more talent, but now. Now it's not really free anymore unless I know you or we have a mutual a right. mutual outcome out of it. Because, you know, you have to understand that I have put a lot of uh, grain under my name as far as a lot of thousands are under my name as far as investment, as far as music videos, as far as buying beats, creating a YouTube channel, a respectful platform people look up to, you know, things yeah. like that. It's not free. So why would I just give you all my value, all my knowledge, all my audience for free if 
if it's you know not, it's worth more than that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That is why that is why networking is very, very good, you know. Uh you, James, I've met you, genuine guy. We were friends before all this. First, the first time I met you, you was a really cool guy. Share <laughs> share a lot of things with me. So I'm like, okay, you started something. Why what is the reason I shouldn't wanna, you know, be part of it? Right. You never know tomorrow, man. Tomorrow, James might be that guy on the news, you know, or I might be, I might be that guy, you know, I mean, and then, or it can be both things like that. So the way I see it, it, honestly, if you're able to get a couple clips out of this and yeah. there's results, because there are there people who grind, like, like you were saying earlier, people who make, maybe they make the best shoes, but nobody's buying. So that's not necessarily where you want to go unless you're trying to expose them to a bigger audience on purpose. It's interesting to see how you think, man. Yeah, ethical nepotism. I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, hey, um, if you want to go ahead and, and plug some of the ways people can find your music, people can follow you on TikTok. Let's put your handle in here. Um, since I haven't officially put them out there, I want that, that to come from you. On on Instagram, it's Eric underscore Ericos. That's Instagram. On TikTok is Eric Ericos together. On Facebook, on uh, Facebook is Eric Ericos space. Um on TikTok, I already said TikTok. On, on uh, YouTube, I wanted to say YouTube is uh, official Ericos. So if you pull, or even if you don't want to suffer, you just pull E R I C O dollar sign because mm-hmm. Ericos, but the last S is dollar sign. You put that on YouTube or any platform, any streaming platform. Plug that into Google. Yep. Even on Google, Perfect. you pull Ericos, E R I C O dollar sign on Google. All my music comes up. Whatever streaming platform you use, uh, Amazon, um, TikTok, Apple Music, Spotify. Are you on Google yet? Google Music? Google Music, yes. They have a Google Podcast now I'm trying to get myself listed on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I just found out the, about it. The, the distribution that I use, they just um, they charge you for all of the streaming platforms at once, and you just Perfect. put them on there. Unless you don't want to be on something and you click it off. If it makes sense. Yeah. I'm on YouTube music, all that, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all that. So fantastic, that man. Is, yep. That's awesome. All right. Hey, uh, you mentioned your team's been really good in helping you get here. Like you said, you're still making the the final calls, but you can't do it alone. So do you want to shout out anybody? Is there anybody who wanna shout out my go for I it? I do want to shout out my dad and my mom, really uh, you know supportive my brother my brother is actually in the military shout out to you uh my sister and everybody just that's been helping me and one of my people that's back home helping me a lot as far as transitions how i want to send money to my beat maker and things like that his name is dj Fug. he's very uh talented he's all over social media as well he got a great following on youtube he makes songs from various countries or my country and things like that and just Actually, I have not mentioned my country. How absurd. Well, I am from West Africa, Togo to be specific. You see Togo and you see Ghana and you see Nigeria. So we're all neighbors. So I'm on the West Coast. That's that's about it. So that's where I'm from. My dream someday is actually to take a vacation to Mauritania. You know where the, the Eye of the Sahara is? That that structure. There's, so there's this uh, this natural, totally unrelated. Sorry, I know it's cool. It's cool. I'm this natural, uh, this natural formation in Mauritania, just on the edge of the Sahara. It's called the Eye of the Sahara. And in fact, I'm just gonna pull it up. I'm not. I'm not like 
Here, I'm actually gonna pause this. Lenses. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. All right. So, any final last words for listeners before we close out here? Do you want to give just kind of a, a last word? Any advice for anybody? Anything at all you want to put out there? One thing I want to put out there will be um, everybody has um, a calling. Some people don't figure it out until later. But if you know and truly you're passionate about something, pursue it. Go about it the the ethical way. Don't just quit your job or you know leave everything in a in in a hole somewhere and just do it blindly. You can do it efficiently. You know you can um, do what makes you happy while um, helping society or the world at the same time. Thanks Thank you very much for having me, man.